Welcome back, everybody. We are here with episode 12. And I'm so excited. Yes. We have one of our, well, she's actually one of my best friends. And this is the first time that Paige and Cree are meeting each other via the Zoom. Cree is, she is one of my best friends from home. We, you know, I've talked about her a few times on the podcast. So if you guys are listeners and you've listened to every episode, I'm sure you've heard me reference her before. She is the one I met at the gym and, you know, we were working out together for like six months and I just looked at her and was like, yeah, your body's my goal. And then she's like, Mm -hmm. you know, I used to be really fat, right? (laughs) I also thought that was Chris. Um, nope, that would that would be Miss Christie. Although Chris oh was in the same boat as us, so you're making you know valid connections. <laughs> so she was not quite as morbidly obese as Christie or myself. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, long story short, that's how I met Christie, and then we just like you know it was like kind of one of those like stepbrothers moments where you look at each other and you're like, did we just become best friends? Yep, we sure did. So. <laughs> We spent many mornings, many nights at the gym and yoga together. We went to India together. We did yoga teacher training together. And Christy is like, seriously, Cree, Christy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Cree is her nickname. And when we're together, we're Cree low, just in case anybody <laughs> was curious. <laughs> She is a crystal healer as well. She really jump-started me on the path of, you know, spiritual healing that I'm on. So I owe it all to her. And she is seriously just such an amazing inspiration. And I think that you guys are really going to like this episode. Well, I hope you do. We're going to talk a little bit about crystal healing and how she got into it. We also did Reiki training together. So thank you so much for being with us, Christy. I'm so excited to talk about some of the stuff that you got into. And yeah, thank you for having me. So off the bat, I guess my first question is, what is crystal healing? And you don't have to give us like the crazy long answer, but just a little background for our listeners who may be, you know, saying to themselves, I've never heard of this. Yes. So there's a very simple answer. And then there's a super complicated, extremely scientific answer. So to that question. So (laughs) essentially people use crystals. The, the body is made up of matter energy as are crystals, but the body is subject to, you know, when you have stress, something going on in your life, your vibration is going to change. So you may have heard the, the term like raise your vibration, right? So the geometric yes. pattern in a crystal doesn't change. So the vibration in a crystal doesn't change. It's not subject to stress the way a human being is. So the idea is that when you match a crystal's energy to your own, you can bring your vibration or frequency to match that of that crystal. So if you have a calming stone and you're stressed, that's how that kind of works. If someone was really interested in getting a way more scientific explanation than that, they could probably just do a quick Google search, you know, regarding the dominant oscillatory rate, which is basically just the science behind the vibration and frequency of crystal healing. You Um, had me at oscillatory (laughs) rate and I'm so excited about it. But I, but I don't think we should go into that. This is a very long story, but, but But we will have to go into it sometime. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. So simply put, um, one could heal themselves physically, spiritually, and emotionally by trying to raise their vibration to match that of a particular crystal in a variety of ways. Oh my God. I love this. I'm like so excited right now. I have so many crystals. Okay. So I just got into crystals this year and by got into, I mean, really into going to the store and buying them and putting them on my altar and doing nothing other than sleeping mm-hmm. with one in my bed. So and that's very common. So, but I don't want that to be all that I do, but I'd say like, sometimes I try to meditate with them, but I really don't know what I'm doing. So like, I guess I have some of Aloe's questions here and Aloe, I don't know if this is exactly what you meant by this question of how, oh no, you wrote, how did you get into it? Well, that's a very different question. Okay. So yeah, well, we just so talk. Yeah, I'm going to answer. We can circle back to that because cool, I think cool. that, that your question was, was a good one because a lot of so, people have asked me that. So, yeah, so it sounds like essentially yes. you kind of have a rock collection right now. Sure do. Like you're just collecting these rocks. And well, you I think I'm a little them. above rock collection, but <laughs> it's like, I'd like to be beyond that. Okay. So you're like somewhere between rock collection and really utilizing them for something super purposeful. I don't so have a lot of direction with it. Okay. So it sounds like you, you already are, are pretty much in tune with selecting the ones that you like. There's probably a reason why you did select the ones that you did. I would a lot of people sometimes will also say, you know, I stick this crystal in my pocket or my bra or whatever. They'll have 10, <laughs> like 10 different crystals in their <laughs> bra or pocket, which is really, that's not a good idea. What I would suggest and what I did and I still do is if I have something going on, like let's say, you know, there's a very stressful time and I'm going to use a particular crystal or a small group of crystals for, you know, stress relief, anxiety relief or something like that. I would focus on one or a very small amount of crystals at a time and really familiarize myself with it rather than just, because if you're throwing seven crystals in your bra, you don't, really, you're not really getting the benefit of that. You don't know which ones might be affecting you negatively or positively. So you mentioned meditating with them. That's a great thing to do. So again, like having that purpose, you know, your purpose could even just be familiarizing myself with the way this particular crystal makes me feel. And you know, that you might use the same crystal in a meditation every day for a week. It could be 30 days, you know, however long it takes you to say, okay, this is the way this particular crystal makes me feel. And then you kind of know that and you have that like certain crystals, like let's say for example, Allison wants a grounding crystal. She might really like hematite, but for me, that's not one that I would choose. I don't really like the way it makes me feel. It's a little too heavy for me. So just because somebody uses hematite for grounding doesn't mean it's going to work for you, which is why the meditation thing is so great because you've really familiarized yourself with that particular crystal at that point and you know how it makes you feel. And you might say, okay, like this isn't really the one I want to use for this purpose. So definitely the meditation thing is a great idea. And then maybe having a little journal where you're writing that, you know, I I didn't really like this particular crystal for this purpose, or I love this one. I'm going to use this one more. I'm going to incorporate this one in different ways. So that taking notes is also a great thing to do. Pretty sure that there was a time that I only rocked fluorite in my bra for like a month. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fluorite and for when I was actually teaching a lot of yoga because I had to protect mm-hmm. myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys, I think something's wrong with me because I just don't really jive with obsidian. Like I 
everyone's like, you need obsidian, you need obsidian. And I haven't gotten any yet. I'm like, I don't know. It's not, it's actually, um, I'm not called to it. Yeah, it's actually a a crystal that is very powerful. And some people even think that only really like skilled crystal healers should use it. It is very intense. Actually, if you, if you don't really like it, black obsidian, mahogany obsidian is a little bit softer and a lot of people prefer using that. It's a little less harsh than black obsidian. So you could try that, but I mean, every crystal is not for everybody. Someone had mentioned, you know, there's a, you could Google or find a book on a particular crystal and it would have a million different purposes and all these things, but it might not do that for you. And it might do that for someone else. So it's really a good thing to familiarize yourself with how each one really makes you feel. And just because it has a purpose, there's definitely another one that has the same purpose that you might like better. It's kind of like Adderall, how Adderall, if you have ADHD, it like calms you down. But if you don't have ADHD and you take the Adderall, it's like you've just took, you've taken speed, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, you I feel, feel like, like when I when I I'm fascinated by obsidian when I see it, and then when I hold it, it doesn't necessarily make me feel more grounded. I like kind of feel anxious. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. That's like interesting. It stresses, it stresses me out a little bit, but like in a fascinated way. I don't know. Maybe I'm just <laughs> overthinking it, which would be very like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in good company with me and Creative yes. because. <laughs> We overthink everything. <laughs> so what are some of the benefits, Cree, of, of actual, like, 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 you know, we're talking about like putting crystals in our bra and stuff. And, you know, I definitely do that. And you and I have gone crystal shopping more than uh, the average folk mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> so I think, you know, there's, I have a crystal for, you know, many different feelings and most mornings I just intuitively pick one maybe two, depending on, you know, what I'm putting in my bra that day. I don't like to put too much in, but you know, what would be some of the benefits of doing that, of having one in your pocket or, or having one on you? Let's take that in two parts. So there's a lot of different ways to use crystals for your benefit for different purposes. So if we just say like simply, you know, maybe you have a job interview today. So you're going to put a green aventurine in your pocket for good luck and good fortune and money, et cetera. You know, so that is like a really easy and simple way to utilize a crystal when you've got something like that going on. But if you've got something bigger going on that you want to have more crystal healing energy for, you might do an elixir or a grid or some kind of like ritual or ceremony with a bunch of crystals and do it over a period of time. So there's you know, a lot of different ways that you can utilize crystals beyond just like carrying them on you. But you mentioned, you know, picking a different one intuitively every day. There's no reason why you can't do that, especially if you don't have a specific purpose. You know, like if you knew you were going to do a presentation and you wanted to maybe have a particular stone that was going to help you with you know, expressing yourself or something like that. But if you don't, you're just like, hey, I want to just have some good crystal energy with me today. And I'm really feeling this piece of fluorite and go with it. Then that, yeah, that's totally fine. If you intuitively felt that you needed it, then it pro- you probably did, you know? I guess I need more help with the grids and stuff. Yeah, I'm like, that's can we where... elaborate on the grids and the elixirs and things? Yes. Okay. So the grids are, there's really no wrong way to do it you would want to kind of have, so let's say 
what would be an example? We'll go back to like, you know, you're looking for a job, you're having some financial issues. You would want to get a bunch of crystals that kind of vibe with, you know, good fortune, motivation, money, all those luck, all those types of things. And it can be a little costly, to be honest, because, well, if you're like really no. OCD <laughs> like me, I have to have everything like really matchy matchy and make it big. And, you know, everything has to be equal on both sides and whatnot. But you could do a very small grid <laughs> and it would be a lot more cost effective. But I'm just thinking um, about the amount of money that we have spent on crystals. I mean, I know it's let's not talk about that. <laughs> let's, let's gloss over that. But, it's been fun. <laughs> with the, with the I'm like grid, trying to figure out it. if I've spent more on wine or crystals this year and like actually oh. not sure. <laughs> oh, like but both are so, so vital. So <laughs> with the making a grid, you could do it. They make boards, which is actually really helpful because it kind of gives you a little bit of direction on where you want to place things. So some of the boards might have like the tree of life on it or yin yang symbol or different sacred geometry on them. Where, like where that. would you buy a board? Like you can get them on Etsy. You could get them at any kind of crystal shop, meta- metaphysical shop. You could probably make your own if you were super crafty, but you could also okay. imagine you have an altar. Like you could really just put, you know, a piece of cloth down that you'd, you'd want to use the same color that was in line of whatever purpose you had. So, you know, if you're trying to find this job for going back to that example, you might put like a green cloth down and you just arrange your crystals in a way it's really intuitive. There's no wrong way to do it. There's no length of time you have to keep it up, but you'd want to cleanse all your crystals prior and then charge them with that intention. And what you do is once you set up all your crystals, you'd start, there's also different theories on this. And I also, again, don't think it matter, matters all that much. It's really intuitive, but you'd start by touching the scent. I, I go from the inside out. So you touch the center one and then you touch every sing, single other crystal in your grid going back to the center stone every time. And that kind of sets that intention into motion. And then say you get the job and everything is good. You could take your grid down, cleanse the crystals, and use them for another purpose. Um, but you could, so could I, theoretically leave it up for two months if you wanted to, forever. It doesn't really matter. I have some of those crystal grid boards, but I've never used them because I've never known how to do it. And now, so do you have to use like, so say you have like something that you want to make symmetrical. Do you have to use like, so say you put clear quartz in the middle and then you, you're you looking for love. So you use like a lot of, you know, heart stones so mm-hmm. rose quartz malachite mm-hmm. like things like that mm-hmm. like would you try to keep it symmetrical and like have rose quartz crystal quartz like clear quartz and then well rose personally yeah I have OCD so it would drive me crazy and that's why I spend so much money on these things because I'm like this clear quartz on this side is not as long as the other one you know like I get like a little over carried away with it but it doesn't really matter as long as like the pattern makes sense to you I mean, it should be pretty balanced. Yeah. I'm, I'm, um, like, I'm you know, like you. I would. It have should to make it, it should make sense and and have a pattern. It is a grid, but it doesn't have to be perfect. The other thing, just I had a thought too. There's different schools of thought on whether or not you have to activate it every day. Some people will just activate it the one time, and then that's all they do until they take it down. But I 
personally think it's not a bad idea. Like if, you know, say you meditate in the morning or before you go to bed or whatever to revisit that intention and activate it again, there's no reason why you can't do that every day. Or if, you know, maybe periodically, if your intention is to keep it up for a long time. So that's something else too, but there's really no wrong way to do it. And I think with a lot of these types of things, people are kind of shy away from it because they feel like they don't know how to do it or they'll do it wrong. There's really um, the, only thing, <laughs> the only thing I will say with crystal healing that you have to be careful of that you can do wrong is that some crystals are extremely toxic. And I have yes. seen a lot of stuff on the internet that is kind of unsafe in terms of like also can ruin your crystals with certain things I've seen on the internet, but primarily you don't want to poison yourself. Like a lot of crystals you would not want to put in your bra and have skin to skin contact with, and you would not want to put them in an elixir. Like cinnabar. Like cinnabar, azurite, right? Yeah, you can do, if you're concerned, you could do a Google search on that. They say anything that ends in ITE, anything that ends in ITE is too soft to put in a water elixir or a bath or things like that. I don't really like to get my crystals wet. I don't like to soak them. I think it just is not, you can, but some of them are a little soft to do that with. And, you know, but primarily the only thing, that was my point. The only thing that you should should be concerned about is poisoning yourself with crystals. Everything else is fine. You're not going to do a crystal grid and curse yourself. I think some people are concerned about that and that's, that's not going to happen. So, you know, I would just experiment with it. If you want to make a crystal grid, just make one and put it up and, you know, revisit that intention. And if it, if it's pleasing to you, you'll kind of know when it feels right. And that's when it's, that's when it's right. It's very intuitive. So there is no real wrong way to do that. As far as the elixirs, again, going back to the toxic thing, a lot of people will make <laughs> elixirs with their crystals and drink the water, which you absolutely can do regardless. And some people say, oh, tumbled stones are fine. You can put them in your drink. You can put them in the bath. And that's probably true. But I I tend to like go on the side of caution with this because it's really not necessary. So if I were to make an elixir, let's say, you know, again, we're going to do one for love, right? So I have, you know, my rose quartz and my rhodochrosite and a bunch of these great crystals that I'm going to make this elixir with. And I'm going to put this elixir into a little dropper and put it in my water every day till I, you know, whatever, something happens. Kind of like the ones that you got at Ritual Craft, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can't drink those ones though. So you could make sprays, you could do elixirs, you could do a whole bunch of things. You yeah, could mine's put, like an you know, oil that's for your back or oils. like you can put a little on your like third eye or problem mm-hmm. spots, but you can't consume them. I think it's, it might be the mica in it. I'm not sure, but yeah. So if you were going to make one for consumption, particularly, which you absolutely can do, there's, it's not any more or less effective if the crystal comes in direct contact with the water. What I do is I have a little glass. It's actually a martini glass, but it works perfectly because it's stemless. So I'll put my crystals in the stemless martini glass and I'll drop that in the water. And then my crystals never come into contact with the water that's going to be my elixir. So the glass being between the crystals and the water is totally fine. It still gets the vibration of the crystals. It's still infused with that, but there's nothing toxic in there. And I know that. So that's how I do it. There's probably other things. That was just my DIY using the martini glass. I'm sure they make things. Also, they make 
water bottles now where you can drop the crystals in something that goes inside of it that don't have any contact with the water. So you can use something like that as well. And those are nice because you can close those airtight. And if you were charging them during a moon cycle or something, you could leave that on the windowsill and it would be airtight. Do you have a brand of those that you know of that you like that we could put a link in if anybody's interested in purchasing one? I'm trying to think. There's a company called Garden of One that has tons of great crystal products. Actually, they make the best crystal clearing spray. And I'm sure they have tons of elixirs and, you know, other great stuff on their, on their website. It's called Garden of One. I'm just thinking to myself, thanks, Cree. Now, you know, I'm going to go spend all this money. (laughs) (laughs) I've got, and you, you can make your own. I think, I think we we're going to circle back to about clearing and and charging crystals. So there's a lot of ways to do that. I always go into it. When I purchase a crystal, I usually will always use a crystal clearing spray on it as like the first means of cleansing it. I don't do that regularly with my other crystals because I'd be buying gallons of crystal clearing spray because I have so many. But initially when I bring something home, I always do spray it with my garden of one crystal clearing spray. This is the best. I've tried many other ones and they're good, but this one is the best. It smells really good too. You can also kind of like mist your crystals with it. You don't have to like spray them down and, you know, wipe them down. But I do that initially when I bring something home because it's going to have the most outside energy when you first bring it home. So you want to make sure that is off. You can also smudge your crystals with sage. That's what I do pretty frequently because it's very easy to do to a lot of crystals at once. You could do salt, sunlight. I have a selenite charging plate. That's very effective too. Selenite draws out and repels negative energy and transforms it. So that's why you'll hear a lot of times people will will charge their uh, cleanse and charge their crystals on a selenite plate. You can also visualize and do a meditation of visually removing and transforming negative energy out of your crystals as a means of cleansing. And you can also, again, bury them in salt. You could bury them outside. If you feel like they have a lot of negative energy on them for some reason, burying things outside overnight and then bringing them back in is a good way of getting all of that off. And you should probably do that. I mean, you will kind of know, you'll start to uh, feel like a dullness or get a sense that something needs to be cleansed. I, I pretty much do it once a week not more than that. I'm sure you could, and you could probably do it less frequently too, but it's definitely a good thing to do, especially if you're using a crystal a lot, or if you're going somewhere with it, you know, bringing it out into the community with you, you definitely want to always be cleansing it and then recharging it. The difference between cleansing and charging, charging is when you're, it's already been cleansed. You always want to cleanse first and then charge it with whatever your intention is and, you know, moon cycles and things can help with that too. Sunlight, moonlight will help you charge your crystals with your intention as well. And some stowaway ganga water that you ripped out of the Ganges for me. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Florida water will, will clear the crystals. A lot of people like to run your crystals under running water. That'll also cleanse them. You could do that in the sink, but something that would probably be a lot cooler is if you were, you know, say going on a hike (laughs) and there was going to be like a nice, like flowing Creek or stream, that would be like a very nice place. uh, Oh girl. I love that idea. I got to pack up the lot. I got to put it in the bag. Alice is gonna have a big Alice gonna have like bag a lingerie bag for her intimates. 
full of stones and she's just going to be like, I'm going to cleanse the whole bag. I have five of them. <laughs> I'm going to be like, you get a bag for your bag for the hike and you, you get, get a bag. So you get a bag. <laughs> I'm going to get you one as a gift. Fuck yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> I like never thought to do that, Cree. I never, you know, and I don't know why I didn't think about it because we, we literally robbed water from the Ganges so we could cleanse our crystals and things and I've mm-hmm. never thought to like put it in another high vibe stream up in Colorado because I think that you know the <laughs> mountains here are really sacred yeah and also the like the physical flowing of that water washing over the crystals and literally washing away anything you don't need from there downstream is kind of like a nice visual meditation too and then you might have the sun there to charge them with so that whole vibe could really be like a fun day so Okay, so when you (laughs) or when you come visit, you, me, and Punch will have to do this. Yeah, I'm down. And Um, Punch, you also need to get a crystal healing session from Christy because it was intense and really amazing. Oh, I'm super there for that. I have a question for you about the moonlight cleansing energy. So, I have an apartment that faces south. And where we are on the latitude line of where the moon rises and sets, I actually, the moon does rise and set, right? You guys, I'm not making that up. Yeah. Anyway, the moon is, (laughs) the moon is on the north side of my apartment, no matter where in the sky it is during the four seasons. So I never put my stones out at night because there's literally only streetlight when the moon is out, I mean, there's obviously like some residual moonlight, but it's like, I'm in an, in a little alleyway across from downtown lights. And I'm like, it's not getting any of, it's not even, it's not even like a top floor one where it's like open and like concealed on all sides other than directly out across the alleyway. And I'm like, I I don't think that it's going to do anything. Is that Mm. right? I mean, I think like you said, there's, it wouldn't do nothing, but it, you know, because the moon is still there, but it's probably not as powerful as if it was receiving, you know, direct moonlight for a period of time overnight. That's what I thought. I wonder. I was hoping you were going to be like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) I mean, it still still would do something. I would, I would still do it. I'm still going to do something, but I wonder I was just thinking, I don't know if this would work, wherever, if wherever you park your car has better in a parking garage underground. Never mind. I, I mean, I guess I could park on the street, but I don't even think you can see it from any of the streets because the the buildings are too tall. It like you could just it. you could bring them up to my house. I could if do you want to do it. Yeah. yeah, or if you go camping or something, just put them out. Ah, oh, I'm so excited. I'm really excited to do this river slash stream cleansing. I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, that so, sounds fun. So, Aloe, you have a question on here that I'm very curious because I've never really known if it's just preference or if it means anything that the distinction between rough and tumbled stones like do you have a preference Christy or is there does it make a difference in how you use them or what they represent some people think that there is a difference some people believe that raw stones are more powerful than tumbled stones some people do not believe there is any difference between the two. I personally don't think there is a difference between the two. Other than that, 
sometimes the tumbled stones are more attractive looking depending on the type of stone that you have. I do think because of the shape and the way the vibration is kind of deflected in a raw stone, it does feel a little different. So if there's a stone that I like a lot, I might get it in, a, you know, because I can't stop buying crystals in a variety of forms. So I, most crystals that I use a lot, I have in a raw and a tumbled version. Yeah. But they're essentially the same thing. Yeah. I guess like thinking about what you said at the beginning about the crystalline structure, not changing, that would make sense. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like I look at my tumbled aragonite and my raw aragonite, and there is no question for me that I'm way more attracted to my raw aragonite than the tumbled version. Right. And some crystals are the opposite. The the rough ones are just kind of, that's pretty ugly. And then you see the tumbled version and it's, oh, this is so nice. So it's really like an aesthetic thing. That's how I feel about chrysocolla. Like I have a rough chrysocolla and it's just like, but then when you see like a really nice polished one and and it's like a larger piece, you can see the, like the variation. I'm like, Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. What is that? Like, gotta look it up. I have some pretty unattractive, rough labradorites too. And then, you know, obviously when they're, when they're tumbled, they're, they're really beautiful stones. So. Oh, same girl. Oh God, I could talk about crystals all day. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of Christy, what are some of your, what are your, some of your faves? I mean, I, I, I clearly know this answer, but I want everyone Um, to know. (laughs) You know, I, I really go through phases where I tend to use like, and they could have completely unrelated purposes, but I tend to use ones for periods of time. And it just seems to be that some that are always my favorite. Infinite Stone is is probably one of my top ones. Lithium Quartz I use a lot. I love Herkimer Diamonds. I love Aventurine. Dioptase is one of my favorite heart chakra stones. I just love the way that that feels. I think, what else? Libyan Desert Glass is another one I use a lot. So, but I kind of go through phases and I might kind of be obsessed with a particular thing for a period of time and then, you know, come back to it or whatnot. I would say for someone who is just starting out and like what I think are the ones that everybody should use or have, I would say black tourmaline is, is probably something that, you know, if you're, if you're going to get into this, you're going to want that. You're going to want an amethyst for sure. Black tourmaline will is, is one of the the main stones for protection, amethyst for spirituality and balance and stability. Citrine is a huge stone everyone should have in their collection. That'll help keep you motivated, get things done, promotes happiness. Can't go wrong there. To get some of that. (laughs) rose quartz you know is another one everybody should have it's just a real feel good easy to use user-friendly stone that you know promotes love and self-love too which is super important I think for grounding petrified wood is a really good one to start with it has a really nice it's grounding but it's also light and comforting and aquamarine you know it's kind of healing and calming so those are I would say are the six that everybody should kind of have in their collection, you would, you could use, you could survive with just those six if you had to. <laughs> luckily I have those. <laughs> luckily everybody has those plus, you know, another thousand, but those, those are the ones that uh, I, I personally would recommend to somebody who was like, Hey, I just need, you know, some crystals to get started. Those are the ones I would probably recommend. To them. Are there and any being, good? Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, Ella. 
I was just going to say, and being in Colorado, we have a ton of beautiful petrified wood stones here. Yeah. yeah I, I just got my first the from, other day. I did. I sent you some for Christmas. Yeah. But sorry, Paige, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, you know, since our listeners are kind of everywhere, is there a reliable online place to buy stones? And I'm actually kind of asking that for me too, because when one of my girlfriends, when I was first getting into it was like you have to be really careful where you buy them because some places are kind of shady so where like for the new user and for those of us who like to go to the store and spend hundreds of dollars but really just went for one thing what would you recommend we know nothing about that (laughs) (laughs) i I mean i i think it's always best to go to the store because then you can actually pick the one you want you know if there's a there's a bowl of you know sure uh, moldavite there you're you're gonna pick the one that that is yours um or the one you're going to be giving to someone when you order it online you don't know which one you're getting and also it's traveling from wherever from you don't really know where I did at one point have a list of that my actually my teacher gave me of some reputable online sources for crystal purchases and I I don't have it with me I wish I could recommend someone there are definitely well I could tell you like really the good ones. goddess the dreaming goddess in Poughkeepsie like in Poughkeepsie New York Christy and I have been to the dreaming goddess a few times well you know, many times, but they, you can purchase online actually. And they act, they're, they're very reputable. I would say they're really knowledgeable there. You could always call them if you have a question, if you're looking online and you're like, Hmm, I'm sure that they'd be happy to go and explain it to you and go over some things as well as what's the place in New Paltz we always used to go to. Why can't I think the awareness shop? Yes. And they also sell online too. So Mm -hmm. those are two, if you're local in New York, which I know a bunch of our listeners are because they're my friends. I mean, let's be real. You guys could go there. Or if you're out in Colorado or California or anywhere, if you don't have a local shop, you can also buy from them. I trust them for sure. Yeah, definitely. I was just thinking like nationally or internationally even. I mean, I actually did order. There's this particular stone that I really decided I had to have. I think you ordered me one too. I did. I ordered two (laughs) and I gave you one from, from Australia because that's the only place you can get them. And I just doing like some research found this guy and, and he you know, sent them to me and it, it worked out, but it is kind of a gamble ordering crystals online, unless you kind of have a connection to the place like Allison, you know, said, like, if you're in New York, these are places that we know and we've been to, but I think just, you know, doing some research, but it's always better to, to be able to pick it yourself, I think. And always more fun. Like, you know, sometimes I don't know about you guys, like punch and Cree. Well, I know Cree too, but like you can go into a store and You've been that you were there last week, you were there the week before, and all of a sudden you can walk in and you're like, I've never seen this crystal. And you're like, mm-hmm. did you just get this? And they're like, no, yeah. we've had it for years. Yeah. So I think your your body just like is drawn to things that you might need at that time. Abso- absolutely. Yeah. So there, some people, I mean, that's that's how I've always been too. Like, I, I don't have to do any kind of process. It's just like in my hand and I'm at the counter buying it kind of thing. <laughs> but some people 
have a hard time, like, I don't know what to get. They say, you know, if you have an intention, say you want to get better night's sleep, they say, you know, just think about that while you're in the store and close your eyes and really kind of think about that for a second and open your eyes. And the first one you see is the one you should get. So if you're having trouble, like being naturally drawn to it, that might be another thing you could try. Or you could even, you know, just research, hey, what crystals are going to help me sleep and go buy those ones. But I always like to do things intuitively because then I feel like it's more specific to my needs and my vibration personally. But I love that. What's your favorite crystal to sleep with? So with the infinite stone, I have this like really awesome infinite palm stone that I slept with for like months on end, maybe even a year. I kind of go through through <laughs> phases. Uh, if I'm having anxiety, I will sleep with a lithium quartz under my pillow. It kind of depends what's going on. I have an Oralite 23 wand that I sleep with a lot. But you know, like anything kind of calming and balancing would be good for that. The only thing too, sometimes you have to remember is sometimes I've made my bed with the crystal still in it. I have to remember to take them out and, you know, put them back on my charging <laughs> plate and that kind of thing. Or I'll be like, whatever happened to this crystal? And there'll be like crystals behind my bed or I'll be vacuuming. That could be another dangerous thing. Vacuuming up your expensive crystals. You don't want to do that. Ugh, I, t- I forgot to take one out of my bra the other day and I, I literally was pulling my laundry out and this huge rutilated cords fell out and I was like, God damn it. They can I was like, break well, this too. Some, some crystals can break. So if you've got a bunch of crystals in your bra and you're, you know, on a tile floor and you forget, you could, you could end up breaking them. I have to be careful because they'll fall out of my bra. I like forget. And then my dog is like, it's a treat. And he like goes yeah. for it. And I'm like, don't <laughs> eat it. <Yes>. Ringo. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. And you can do crystal healing with pets too. I would, you know, obviously be very careful about putting actual crystals on them. Cause you know, like, like you said, they could eat them, but those, those elixirs could help them too. You could do a spray. There was this really crazy, um, was very cool looking. I don't know if you saw it a while ago on like, Instagram, this rabbit with the crystal chakra crystals on it. Did you happen to see that? No, I didn't. It was really cool looking. So it was this white rabbit and it was on its back and it had these chakra crystals down its center. And it was really cool. And then people were saying how terrible it was because apparently you're actually not ever supposed to put a rabbit on its back like that. Uh, Because it's very bad for their spine. You know, these types of things, this is what I mean. Like you'll see the things on like Instagram or different things and it's like, oh, do this. It's like, you should really not be flipping your dog on its back and put crystals on its belly. Like as cool as that might look, if you could get a picture, you know, it's just not, yeah. something, that you, it's not something that you need to do. But she, oh, she yeah. freaks out. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. She my my like dog it. doesn't, my dog definitely doesn't know that I'm doing church. If she does, she enjoys it. She's never really responded in any kind of negative way, but I, I don't, don't really use crystals with her other than like an elixir type thing, or maybe a spray, but I don't put them on her body. I love your elixirs. You gave me one when I moved out here. I still have it. It's still in the fridge. Yeah. And they're very easy to do. And you can get very elaborate with all these things. You could get very elaborate with grids and meditations and rituals and elixirs, but you can also keep it really simple too. Love that. Me too. <laughs> like I'm going to have to add some simple things to my routine. Yeah. What are some good resources, Cray, for anyone who wants to kind of look into this a little bit more? 
There's so many. I think a good working knowledge of the chakra system is very important if you're going to do anything with crystal healing because they're completely connected. You know, the colors of crystals, not necessarily Mm -hmm. all the time, but sometimes. And even beyond the main seven chakras, the transpersonal chakras as well tie into crystal healing very nicely. So I would say a good book about chakras would be helpful and possibly even how that correlates with crystal healing and any, any good, you know, those sort of like encyclopedia of crystals books are always helpful. Those reference guides you can kind of look through the book of stones. That is one of the best ones. That one is very intense. And there's a lot of rare and high vibrational stones in that particular book, but it has a lot of great information in it. I decided I needed to buy all of them when I got it. I was like, I need multi. I need Phenocyte. I need this other one, like Amazonite or something. And then I got to the store (laughs) and they're like, that's not real. That (laughs) author actually made that up. It's a type of quartz. And I was like, oh. Oh, Azazelite, you mean? Yes. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) they didn't really make it up. They just trademarked it. Like, but it is a real, it is a real thing. But yes, it's funny that you say that because- was that the like the first book that you got when you started doing crystal healing? Yeah, girl. I was like, I don't want to. Well, so because that's like that the, that's like it. the big kahuna of, yeah. of crystal books. So oh, yeah. Well, I, that, <laughs> so there, one of the stores here, it's called Herbs and Arts, and their people are very knowledgeable. But when they don't know, they would consult that, and I was like, well, I want that, so that when I go home and I'm like. I open to a stone or I'm trying to find something specific. I was like, I want to know everything about the stone and then come back here and be like, that's the one I want, which is not really what I do. But when I was first starting, like, I was like, that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. I'm going to read about <laughs> all of them. I did not do that, but I have like looked up which ones are good for certain things and then like found them in the book. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of really like rare and, and unusual ones in there, which is fine. But if someone was just starting out, yeah, just like a basic, you know, sort of reference guide for for crystals is is really helpful too. We can't wait for you to come visit. Stuff. That way we can go to all these fun places. You're gonna love ritual craft. Oh my yeah. god. It's very witchy. <laughs> nice. Oh, oh, here's what question. Do you know? of good stones this is probably way too broad of a question now that it's coming out of my mouth but stones that would be good for plants because I kill all my plants and (laughs) I want to keep them alive (laughs) and I've been told you can do that better with stones Um, that's an interesting question I would say just going solely based on my intuition I would say anything green will probably not hurt, <laughs> but maybe even something like, you know, like a moss agate or, or something like something like more fossilized seems to just make sense to me in terms of, of okay. using it to help your plants grow, as well as, you know, something like more water-based, like an aquamarine or something like that. It feels like it, it would work good, but um, I'm about to, I'm about I, to do the same thing because I kill all my plants too. <clears throat> I, I, I have that's, like a sodalite and I think I have a rose quartz, a sodalite and something else in there. I like Googled it real quick and I was like, I don't know what any of these are. And I'm <laughs> going to just put them in there. I did have sodalite. Yeah. I knew that one, I but could, I was like, I I'll see, just throw I it could in. See the, I could see the rose quartz because that might make the plant feel loved. 
<laughs> I, I really, I really honestly don't know. I, uh, that's a, that's a yeah. good question. You but, guys, I um, tell my plants, I love them all the time and they still die. I don't get it. <laughs> I know. I, every morning I'm like, hello, beautiful ladies. <laughs> They're alive. I'm doing actually pretty well. I'm, I'm on a good streak right now. The one that Paige, remember when we got those other ones back in like, I think it was right after I got my tooth pulled. It was in December. It's growing. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's I the one that's dying. It. Ringo keeps eating it. <laughs> Ringo's like, this is for me. I'm like, get out of there. I know. And you got a nice one too. You got a nice plant that day. Yeah, it's I'm just like going to turn into a plant type of fern. It's so pretty. I'm trying to think. Is there any other questions we haven't covered, Cree? Like, is there anything you want to share with us about the actual healing process? Um, let me think. I think we covered most of the, the questions that we had thought about. No, I mean, the healing process, you know, it's, it's different for everybody. You know, the more, I think the more skeptical someone is, obviously, the more resistant your body is going to be to accepting the healing, the more open you are to it. I think, you know, people who are crystal like, people have pretty much always been kind of drawn to it. Like when I was a kid, my parents used to call it my rock collection, but I had, I always collected crystals. Like I never remember not doing that. And I used to keep them in this like little blue suitcase, like as long as I could remember my whole life. I always just loved the way that they looked, loved the way that they made me feel. I didn't know what I was doing with them until, you know, obviously much later in my life. But, you know, there's a, if you are drawn to it, there's a reason why. And I think that people should just explore that and trust their own intuition. Don't worry. You know, like I said, beyond the poisoning, you have to be aware of that. But beyond that, there's nothing wrong that you can do. So if something feels intuitively right to you that you're doing with your crystals or whatever purpose you're using them for is right for you. It's not like a one size fits all thing. Yes. Like citrine does have these properties and does typically serve this particular purpose, but it's different for everybody and everybody responds differently to it. My advice to someone who at any point in their crystal healing journey would just be to trust, trust your instincts and, and go with that. Like if you know, you'll, you'll progress, you'll add things. You'll say, Hey, I want to start doing this or that. And it kind of grows naturally on its own. I was just going to say, you know, cause you're talking about how people feel it differently or react to it differently. Like I'm sure that like when you did my crystal healing session compared to like Chris, who we were just talking about, it was very different because Chris is very skeptical of everything. Like she's, you know, she's got she, one eye. She open. is, she is. But actually of all things metaphysical, I feel like she believes in crystals the most. Cause remember she has those necklaces from Thailand. So she already had bought into crystals when I did her thing. So I feel like it was much more easy, much easier for me to do a crystal healing session with her than if I had been doing Reiki or something else. Oh my God. So, you guys, <laughs> even, you, though, you have even no though she's idea. a Reiki practitioner. <laughs> <laughs> We were in, we did Reiki certification in India and Chris is sitting there with one eye open. Like, she's like, mm, I don't, this, no, mm -mm, no. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. I can't. So that's why I was just wondering, like, cause she's such a skeptic. She's such a scientist. Like she's a doctor, you know, sometimes it's hard for her to yeah. think about the spiritual side. Yeah. The fun thing too about crystal healing sessions, there's many ways that you can do them and, you know, they can, could theoretically be done virtually. I, ha I haven't done that because I feel like it's so different in person, but the crystals that 
most crystal healers or myself specifically would use on you would be ones that you intuitively selected from, you know, a group for each of your chakras and transpersonal chakras. And then I would do your healing session with that. So it is really personalized, which is kind of nice. And I do think that helps people have it be, you know, custom to them and tailored to them too. So everybody's experience is totally different and whatever blockages and issues they have going on that they need healing for will also shift the energy of the session too. It also kind of depends on my relationship with the person. A lot of the people I've done crystal healing sessions with, I've done other types of um, energy work with them in various capacities. So those can be really intense because the energy flow is is already kind of established, but yeah, it's definitely an experience. I I think that the individual picking their own crystals to be used for their own healing is huge too. Well, I know you said you haven't done it online, but if you decide you want to play around with that and need like a volunteer, I'm happy to be an online (laughs) patient. (laughs) You should do it because you have a lot of crystals. So I could kind of I might be able to make that work. I'd have to think about how I would how I would work that, but that's definitely a possibility. Yeah, no pressure or stress. I'm just saying. <laughs> you should try it. I was gonna say, and I was like, and I'll I'll also volunteer as tribute. So <laughs> well, I'll lug I'll lug my crystals. I'm not gonna bring my massage table. I'll have to figure something out with that. But I'll I have one you I'm... could use. Perfect. Perfect. We have we have crystals. plenty of massage tables in Colorado, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderbar. What else? Anything else? No, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, it's you know, one of those things where I think people hear crystal healing and they think, oh, that sounds super complicated. And what is that? And you know, you can heal yourself with crystals. I mean, yes, it's nice to go have the the full VIP treatment and get a crystal healing session from a, a crystal healer, but you know, you can certainly do so much for yourself just kind of having your own practice with it. It's like any other thing like yoga or meditation. It's a practice and, you know, you work at it and you develop it and you figure things out and what works for you and what doesn't. And you you just kind of build it and grow it. Well, I know that I'm going to make a grid tonight. That's on the list. Yeah. Once I, once I started doing them, I was like, Oh, I want to do this like with everything. And if I had unlimited cash flow, there, I'd you know, there'd just be grids <laughs> everywhere. But, but like I said, they can, they can get a little, little pricey depending on the size uh, of the grid you're doing and what crystals you're using and all of that, but they are really powerful and really fun to do. And, and they're super personalized because you've selected everything that's in them and you've decided how you're going to arrange it and everything. And you can add other things. You can add flowers to it, candles, other color things. You can get really crazy with it and it can be really fun. I need to have this in my life. Yeah, (laughs) same. Paige, let's have a night. Let's do it. Let's do it. Paige, do you have any more questions for Cree? No, honestly, I was just like reflecting on what you said about how you had like a rock collection as a kid. And before that you were like, I feel like people who have this in their life have always been kind of naturally drawn to it. And I was like, well, I haven't always been naturally drawn to it. And then you said the thing about the rock collection and I had this like aha moment and I was like, holy shit, no, I totally used to collect rocks <laughs> and use a rock tumbler. And we went to go find Herkimer diamonds and yeah. we went to like little gem or not gem shops, um, like 
souvenir shops, I was like the kid in the corner, like, mom, look at this rock. Like, uh, <laughs> that was me too. And then it's at some so point funny. I stopped doing that. Cause I was like, I don't know what you do with these. Why have I been buying all these rocks <laughs> that just sit there? And I stopped doing it until like a year ago. I love that. Yeah. Um, so Cree, we always do a card poll. I'm shuffling the cards. So I'm going to use the eternal crystal Oracle cards that I have. Woo. Okay. Yeah, I love these cards. They're so pretty. I feel like it's really uh, fitting. So we always ask, you know, what does the collective need to hear this week? What is it that, you know, is something that we all need? And typically every morning, which I think, I think you know this, but I use these cards. And if I don't intuitively pick my stone, I will use these cards and it'll tell me what I need. Like yesterday was carnelian, which totally makes sense for what I was doing. I think that these are a good card set to use and I'm gonna put them into three piles and then you tell me, do you want left, middle or right to be on top? Middle. Okay. All right, let's see what it is. Ooh, I actually pulled this one this morning, which is weird that I pulled it again. It's Pipestone or Catalanite. Have you ever heard of this? No. Kind of what, what color what color is it? What does it look like? It's red. It's kind of is it like of... spiky? No, not in this picture at least. It, it looks like let's see. It's for the root chakra. So and it's called cat catlinite. Catlinite and pipe or pipe stone. So I pulled this this morning for myself, which is weird that I just reshuffled and pulled it again. So this is what it says. Your ancestors are calling to you, waiting for you to start to acknowledge them. This is a powerful time for you to delve more deeply into who you really are and to find out where your family has come from. You may feel a strong pull to a particular culture that may not be in your current family bloodline. This culture may have been a part of who you were in a past life, or you may have some soul link to these ancestors. Pay attention to any particular cultures or belief systems that you find yourself drawn to at the present time. Now is an optimal time to research your family lineage. Your ancestors have been with you in many lifetimes, and they are here today to offer you strength and wisdom. You are not alone. Call upon them for your help and guidance whenever you need to. Pipestone, also known as Catlinite, is a sacred crystal in Native American culture. It is carved into sacred pipes and used in other sacred objects. Pipestone is associated with the root chakra and is used to connect with the ancestors' great spirit and to earth. Now I need to go shopping. Interesting. Yeah, I was I was just doing a quick Google search and I was like, oh, I'm glad this is a fairly inexpensive stone because now I should buy it. <laughs> I, I think I think we need it. I mean, you and I always talk about and and punch as well. Like we always talk about our oh my our god, ancestral... there's this place where you can go called Pipestone National Monument. You can make your own. They do sacred pipe making with pipestone there. Ooh. Is there any close to Colorado? We should go. It looks like it is. Let me try to. Oh no, it's in Minnesota. Oh God. I was like, but... I love this. Everything I'm finding on Google says it's from Minnesota, and that's where I was born, which is aligned with the message. Mm, interesting. I, I also think it's interesting that we're getting this during Black History Month. Mm, Maybe oh, I'm drawing yeah. a connection there that's like not actually there, but I feel no, like I this is a right. period of time where people often or at least advocate for taking time to reflect on history of cultures in the United States. 
Yeah. And also if you're doing any like ancestral healing kind of Mm. where I was going with it, like, you know, you and I are always on that road. Um, Yeah. Always trying to heal things that, and I I feel like you are too punch. Like we're always trying to heal things that happened to us in the past or, you know, in our past lives and just trying to not create or recreate patterns that our ancestors created for us, you know? I feel like when I do my ancestor work, it's like many, 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 many lives ago. I don't yeah. know, but I, I don't actually, I guess I don't actually do that much ancestral work at all. More like trying to do like past life regression. Hmm. Ugh, all I do is ancestral work. <laughs> that's all I do. Maybe, maybe that's what I need. Maybe I'm focusing on the wrong thing. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm glad that you're with me, Cray. <laughs> well, this was fun, ladies, and thank you it so was. much. She's not on Instagram anymore, which is sad for me because now I have to screenshot and send her shit, which is annoying. <laughs> but <laughs> if if anybody wants to get in touch with you, you guys can just DM us or shoot us an email at for the love of punchinello at gmail.com. First, I will vet you, make sure you're not a crazy psycho, and then I'll send your information to Cree, <laughs> and she'd be happy to do some distance healing stuff with you, or if you just have questions, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm just absolutely. offering you up. <laughs> yeah. And actually, Christy makes her own elixirs, and she does all these really cool things with uh, crystals, so if you guys want any of those, like a custom elixir made, let us know. Well, thank you. It was really nice talking to you ladies and good luck with everything. Thank you for having me. It was nice to meet you and realize we nice didn't to know meet each other. You. I'm glad that we figured out that I'm not Chris. <laughs> I feel so dumb. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. It's totally fine. Have a good night. Yes, Bye. love you, Cree. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. And I hope you got something out of this episode. I I know I did. How about you, Crunch? I, I- definitely did like I'm such a crystal noob and even though like to the late person I might seem like I know a lot I really just like she said have a lot of rocks in my building (laughs) (laughs) I just love her isn't she funny I can't so funny yeah I mean I also have a lot of rocks I work with them probably a little bit more you know with like my meditation and and I use them when I do my tarot and I wear them every day but I really want to get into the grid work. I think that, and, and it's so funny because I, I, I have like so many grids here and I just have never done anything with it. Cause I'm, I'm so intimidated by it. But now that she said that I can do whatever and it's all intuitive, I'm just going to do it. Girl, share a grid with a sister. Hit a sister up. Yeah, I'm going to. Oh, also this one that I'm looking at this, this grid, first of all, it's, it's a little overpriced. I can't believe I paid this much for it. But besides that, it's from Trilogy Sanctuary, which is in San Diego. And we were talking about, you know, where you trust people to buy stones from. That would be another one. And they also sell theirs online, trilogysanctuary.com. Got it. Cool. Yeah, they're really good. I trust them. And then as always, what are we going to ask of our listeners to do? To rate, review, subscribe, and share. Yeah. And like, get on that people. Like, what are you doing? Come on, help, help a sister out. Leave a review. We want to, yeah. we want to see your reviews. Yeah. And if it's not like a five star, you can leave a four star and give us some, you know, criticism. We're here for it. We want to grow. Yeah. So if you want to leave an know. emoji of a peach and just like <laughs> insinuate that we have nice butts, that's fine too. 
All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening and we'll be with you next week. Love you guys.